0: Good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you happen to be listening to this podcast. This is the Jay Hawker Talker podcast, a podcast affiliated with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. My name is Mark Van Sicklen. Before we get rolling with today's episode, don't forget to subscribe, give it a five-star review, and tell at least five friends that you know that love Kansas athletics about this podcast. So let's get rolling with today's episode today. It's going to be a little bit different. I know we've been talking a lot about Men's basketball for the past, I don't know, six months or so. The Kansas men's basketball program is a powerhouse. They had a great season. But now we got to talk about these Lady Jayhawks. The Kansas women's basketball team cannot be stopped. Since being snubbed from the WNCAA tourney, the Lady Jayhawks have ripped off four straight wins in the WNIT. So first of all, Lady Jayhawks had a very solid season, had some big wins, but they didn't get invited to the national tournament, which is going on concurrently with the WNIT tournament. So, right now, you got the Final Four about to happen this weekend for the women's NCAA tournament, but you've also got the WNIT tournament going on, which Kansas has absolutely been dominating. And so, tonight, they're going to be playing Washington at Allen House. The ladies have worked their way up to this despite the snub. They're uh, going to be playing at Allen House tonight in Lawrence, Kansas. Tickets are very cheap, by the way. Uh, $15 for adults, $10 for kids or seniors. I'm actually going to be taking my two daughters out to the game tonight. We've been watching these WNIT games as Kansas has been progressing through it been watching uh some of the women's national tournament as well i mean girls like caitlin clark from iowa just make this sport so fun for the women and for young girls to watch basketball and see that they have somebody they can grow up and aspire to be like uh if they want to play basketball so that's why i'm dedicating this podcast to the kansas women's basketball team i'm going to talk about some other stuff as well but Let's get into what these women have been doing throughout the WNIT so far. So they started out the tournament, round one. By the way, all these games have been at home because in the, in the NIT, and the WNIT, every game for the highest-ranked team is a home game. So that's that's one thing to consider here. So the Kansas Jayhawks women's basketball team has been hosting all these games. So you've got the first-round game they played against Western Kentucky, and that was an 86-72 opening round win. Senior Tiana Jackson led the way, shooting 9 for 11 from the field, scored 21 points, added 15 rebounds in an absolutely dominating performance against Western Kentucky. Then, of course, you had uh, Zakaya Franklin adding 20 points, 7 assists, 6 rebounds. All the starters were in double digits by the end of the game. In that 86-72 win. And that's really when I started watching this uh, women's team, to be clear. I watched a few games during the regular season. But leading up to uh, this NIT, really getting into it in the second half of that game, I turned it on. I, it's Most of these games are on ESPN+. Plus, So it isn't as uh, viewable as as, say, the men's game because most of the men's games are on ESPN+. Fox Sports, CBS, of course, during the tournament, TNT, TBS, et cetera. But for the women's games, a lot of the times you do have to have ESPN+. So all that to say, uh, I watched a few games on ESPN+, for the Lady Jayhawks throughout the season, watched the second half of the first-round game, which is w- when we really started getting into it, watching these games. And it's really a fun product. So that first-round game, they beat Western Kentucky 86-72. Dominating performance from Tiana Jackson and Zakiya Franklin. Then over the next three games, you got the Lady Jayhawks leading wire to wire. They didn't fall behind in any of the next three games. So it started with the 75-47 blowout. Dominating win over the Missouri Tigers. The former rival, the former Big 12 foe, the former Big 8 foe, if you want to go back into the day. Of the Mizzou-KU rivalry. Yeah, it wasn't just the men's rivalry. The women had the rivalry as well. So you go back and you see what these Lady Jayhawks did to the Missouri Tigers in that second-round game. A 75-47 domination over the Tigers. And again, the former rival in the Missouri Tigers never stood a chance against Zakiah Franklin. She led the way with 21 points on 7 of 9 shooting from the field these ladies can shoot it lights out at times, and especially in that game for Zakiya Franklin, who was 7-for-9 shooting. Every starter in this game scored in double digits again for the Jayhawks in a runaway win against the Tigers. So back-to-back games where every starter was scoring in double digits. That's what you love to see from a team. You love to see the balance from from the guard position to the power forward to the center. Everybody's getting involved in this game and you love to see it no matter no matter what level they're at. So in the third game again, the Jayhawks are hosting a former rival, a former Big 12 team, a former Big 8 opponent. These two rivals go back nearly a century before they moved on to the Big 12. Who I'm talking about is the Nebraska Cornhuskers. And the Nebraska Cornhuskers have had a very solid women's basketball team over the last couple of decades. And the Jayhawks went into this one. It was a close game from start to finish, but the Jayhawks pulled away in the fourth quarter to get the nine-point win over the Nebraska Cornhuskers. Really, it was another balanced effort from the Jayhawks. Four out of five starters, again, scoring in double figures. And then... It was this past Sunday in the Elite Eight, the Lady Jayhawks hosted the Arkansas Razorbacks. And I know just mentioning the Arkansas Razorbacks is going to have some of you Jayhawk fans having some PTSD. First, of course, with the bowl game against uh, Kansas and and Arkansas in the Liberty Bowl. Uh, Looked like the Arkansas Razorbacks were going to blow out the Jayhawks. KU came back. Took it in double overtime, ended up losing by two points. So that was disappointing, but it happens. KU football, great season. Then it comes to the men's tournament. KU wins their first round game big. Second round matches up against, who is it? Yeah, the Arkansas Razorbacks. And what happens to the men's team? They lose 72-71, can't make their free throws down the stretch. And it was another heartbreaker for the Kansas Jayhawk fans. Well, the Lady Jayhawks did not disappoint us in this game against the Arkansas Razorbacks in the Elite Eight. The Lady Jayhawks get their revenge in a 78-64 win over the Lady Razorbacks. Holly Kirgsider, I just really butchered her name. I apologize, Holly. Holly Kersgeiter led the way with 25 points. Tiana Jackson, again, 22 points and 11 rebounds. What a beast of an effort down low for Tiana Jackson. And then you had uh, Franklin again scoring 10 points. Yvette Mayberry scoring 10 points as well. This team from top to bottom is just incredible in the way you look at it from start to finish. Each game in this tournament to this point, the way that they play together, the way that They move the ball around the way. They spread the ball. It's just fun to watch. And seeing the ladies beat the Arkansas Razorbacks 78-64. Really set up for this Fab Four. Uh, They don't call it the Final Four in the WNIT. They call it the Fab Four because they saved the Final Four for the uh, men's and women's NCAA tournament. But Kansas makes it to the Fab Four. And who do they play? They're hosting the Washington Huskies in the Fab Four semifinal matchup at Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence, Kansas. Game at 6.30 Wednesday night. If you're listening to this on Wednesday afternoon, it's going to be an absolutely wild atmosphere. The KU football players are tweeting about it, trying to get everybody out to Allen Fieldhouse tonight. So it should be a lot of fun. Hopefully, uh, like I said earlier, I'm going to be bringing my daughters out there. Hopefully I'll see some of you KU fans out there tonight at the game. But how, how did the Huskies get here? The Huskies were not one of the better teams in the Pac-12 this year. But they were good enough to make it in the WNIT. Uh, they, they're they on a little bit of a, I mean, just to get to the Fab Four is is an accomplishment. But the Huskies have been riding high as well. They, they toppled Kansas State earlier in the tournament, actually, in a 55-48 win over the Wildcats. The Huskies also edged out one of their Pac-12 rivals, their biggest rival, the Oregon Ducks. They beat them 63-59 in the Elite Eight, and that was the fourth time those two teams had met in the season. So those two teams know each other very well, split the season series, four matchups in one season. That's That doesn't happen very often when you see the same team four times. But the Huskies got the best of the Ducks in the Elite Eight matchup. So it's going to be the Huskies coming in to Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence, Kansas tonight. And like the Jayhawks, the Huskies like to spread the ball around. Uh, The Jayhawks have the advantage going to this game. One, because it's a home game. Two, because they like to spread the ball around. Three, because they have three seniors in their starting lineup. And this uh, group of ladies feel slighted from not being invited, uh, not being chosen by the committee to be a part of the women's NCAA tournament. So, the late, the Lady Jayhawks are going to be primed and ready to go. They've looked great this whole tournament, and I have a great feeling about this one. Again, tonight's game tips off at 6.30. It's going to be on ESPN+. Plus, and if the Lady Jayhawks beat Washington, they're going to be hosting the NAIA championship— or the, the NAIT championship—NAIA, that's, that's where I come from. I come from the NAIA, Mid-American Nazarene University, shout out. The WNIT championship game, excuse me, playing on Saturday, April 1st. No joke, by the way. No joke. It is going to be on April 1st. I know it's April Fool's Day, but the game is Saturday, April 1st, 4.30 central time. Allen Fieldhouse in Lawrence, Kansas, if the Jayhawks win tonight. The Jayhawks have to win tonight to advance to the finals in the WNIT tournament. And that game is going to be airing on CBS Sports Network again. If the Lady Jayhawks win tonight against the Washington Huskies, they will host the WNIT Championship on Saturday at 4.30. And with more eyes on the women's game now than ever before, it is a great time to jump in and be a part of this. And it's a good time to go out and support the Lady Jayhawks, whether it be uh, getting out to Lawrence tonight, watching the game at Allen Fieldhouse in person. Very cheap tickets, like I said earlier in the podcast. $15 for adults, $10 for kids. You can get out there to watch these ladies in person. Of course, you can uh, watch the games on uh, ESPN Plus as well. But after what happened this last weekend, you look at the tournament, uh, the, the women's NCAA tournament, and they had four of the seven largest viewing audiences that they've ever had in the tournament outside of the Final Four. The Iowa-Louisville game had 2.5 million viewers, and that's the most viewers of any non-Final Four women's game ever. And if you look at the numbers, 2.5 million viewers for that game, Iowa against Louisville. The NBA who is often played on ESPN has not had a higher viewership for one of their NBA games this season than that. That women's Iowa Louisville game had more viewers than any NBA game on ESPN to date this season. The women's game is growing. They're giving the people a great product and that is what's going to grow the women's game. The more time you get, the the more names you get to know, the more you watch it, the more you get familiarized with it, the more you get invested into it. And that's what I love to see. And and what could have been a disappointment for these Lady Jayhawks bringing it back? What could have been a disappointment for the Lady Jayhawks not being selected by the committee to be in the WNCAA tourney? They've turned it into a positive, and they're just ripping their way through the WNIT And they are looking to add another trophy to that display case in Allen Fieldhouse. I know that a lot of the trophies go to the men's team, winning Big 12 championships, uh, national championships, everything like that. But if the Lady Jayhawks win it tonight, win it on Saturday, and add another trophy to that case, that's going to be huge for the Lady Jayhawks program. And I'm excited to watch it. I really am. I'm excited to get out there. So in the last podcast... We talked about the men's team losing to the Razorbacks. It it was a tough loss for the men's team. But since my last podcast, it's been about a week and a half now. They've lost some players. The men's team lost four players to the transfer portal. Joseph Yesifu, Bobby Pettiford, two guards. Then you had two forwards, Zach Clements and Cam Martin, who are all on their way out. Uh, Playing time here was a big factor. Uh, had the most playing time out of all those guys this past season, but he was still in a reserve role, uh, Pettiford. I thought that he was going to get more playing time this year. Didn't work out for him. Had a little bit of an injury issue partway through the season. Zach Clements also had a bit of an injury issue this year. Same with Cam Martin. They were just bit by the injury bug, but they want to move on to something else. See what they can do, uh, with another team. I know NIL and the transfer portal going crazy right now. In the offseason, uh, players can move on, try to try to get more somewhere else, try to get more playing time, more money, whatever the case may be. I'm sure for these guys, having to move on from the historic program that is the Kansas Jayhawks was probably a tough move for those guys, a tough choice, but it's one that in the long term they feel that they needed to make. They probably thought it was one that would uh, work out best for themselves, maybe for their family as well. So it's it's a tough choice, but... Best of luck to Joseph Yesifu, Bobby Pettiford, Zach Clements, and Cam Martin, who are all on their way out. We wish them luck here from the Jayhawker Talker podcast. And once again, Bill Self is going to have another huge retooling job to do. It's never really a rebuild at Kansas. I know North Carolina missed the tournament this past year, uh, which people, that was a big shock because North Carolina started the year as the number one ranked team in the country and missed the tournament. Uh, Duke started out slow, ended up being a five-seed in the tourney. You've seen Kentucky miss the tournament in past years. So this is something, uh, obviously, we'll keep an eye on throughout the offseason, but it's going to be another retooling job. You lose those four guys to the transfer portal. Kevin McCuller Jr. is a graduating guy now. Jalen Wilson technically has another year of eligibility because of the COVID season. But more than likely, he is going to be off to try to pursue his NBA dreams. Then you had the freshman phenom, Grady Dick, who I really want to see come back next year. But I also know that it's highly likely he goes to the NBA draft because he's projected to be a top 15 pick. And if you're a projected top 15 pick, you're not going back to college. You're going to be taken in the top 15, hopefully, if you're projected. Hopefully, you don't slip out of the first round and lose a lot of money that way, but Man, it would be great to have Grady Dick come back, but uh, more than likely on the way out. So what Bill Self is going to try to do, he already has uh, four, three or four high-profile recruits coming in. He's going to be looking through the transfer portal, just like he did this last year when he added Kevin McCuller the year before that. Uh, he had uh, Remy Martin come in. And so Bill Self is pretty good at getting some of these guys from the transfer portal. It is the University of Kansas. They do have that historical name to them and their basketball program. One name to keep an eye on, Washington State standout T.J. Bamba, who averaged 16 points per game last season. Uh, He's exploring the possibility of making the jump to the NBA. If if he sees that the NBA isn't going to be a great option for him this year, then he will enter the transfer portal and go back to college. So he's shot 37% from three-point range last year, 43% from the field. And so T.J., Bamba from Washington state is a guy to keep an eye on, in the transfer portal. I'm sure there's going to be more names popping up left and right guys that have ties to potentially come to Kansas, try to help them get back to winning another big 12 championship, get back to being a one seed and get back to potentially winning a national championship. All of that, of course, up in the air, but Bill self's going to dig back into the transfer portal and get the Jayhawks back to where they need to go. I know spring football is just around the corner we're gonna be talking about some spring football coming up here in the next couple of episodes. But coming back from uh, for spring practices, Daniel Highshaw, the running back who got hurt last year, he was back at practice after his season-ending injury. Of course, high hopes for Jalen Daniels, the quarterback uh, who was hurt for half the season last year. It looked so good in that bowl game in the Liberty Bowl against Arkansas. So there's high hopes for him coming into this next season. And coming up on Friday, April 7th, 7 p.m. at David Booth Kansas Memorial Stadium, it's going to be the spring showcase and a family fun day out there to showcase the Kansas football team. So we're going to be talking about that coming up in the next several episodes leading up to uh, football, because football, you know, it comes faster than you think. You don't you, you don't think about football in the summertime usually, but The the football season will be here before you know it. So that's going to about do it for today's episode. Get at me on Twitter, at JayHawkerTalker, at MarkTheOverseer. We can keep the conversation going there. As always, check out heartlandcollegesports.com. Some great articles up there um, on KU women's basketball, on the men's transfer portal, on KU football. Everything over there at heartlandcollegesports.com. My name is Mark Van Sickle. You've been listening to the Jay Hawker Talker podcast in affiliation with the Heartland College Sports Podcast Network. Until next time, rock chalk, Jay Hawk.